You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rinchler, episode 93. Week just whomps at us and we don't even know what we should have be doing. So if you know what you should be doing, you know what you didn't do. And that's the most important thing is to know what got sidetracked so that you can come back around to it. But without having that preceived notion and preconceived notion and, and set of a time management schedule, as I tell my people, if you don't know what you were supposed to do, you didn't know what you didn't do. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Meg Rinchler, and I am delighted that you've taken time to spend with the Star Coach Show today. And we have a fabulous show for you today around a topic that I have not met one person who does not need at least some of what our guest has to offer today in creating flow and organization in our offices and in our lives. And we're going to get to that in just a second. Right before we do that, I just want to share with all of you that we are getting closer and closer to the 100th episode of the Star Coach Show. And as I've shared in the past, I have some goals that I would love to meet by the time we hit show 100. And I need your help to be able to do so. First of all, if you're enjoying the show, if you could share the link with people that you know would also enjoy the show. Perhaps you have a friend who's thinking about going into coaching or a friend who's a leader who might appreciate some of the different concepts that some of the coaches have shared in the show. And obviously, if you know a coach who is not listening to the Star Coach Show, please introduce them to the show and bring them on as listeners, the more the merrier. So that's my first goal. My second goal is to get 100 rates and reviews on iTunes by the time we hit our 100th episode. So I have received some lovely emails and direct feedback about the show, and I am so appreciative of that. I also know that when people see rates and reviews on iTunes, it increases our visibility and it attracts more people to the show. So if you're enjoying the show and you can take just a minute to leave a rate and review on iTunes, I would be oh so grateful. And together we can make that goal of getting 100 rates and reviews by the time we hit episode 100. So thanks in advance, and let's get to our topic for today's show. Now, as business owners, or those of you out there who might not be business owners, you might be any number of things going on in your life that create 
paperwork flow in your life. And maybe your flow has a bit of a dam to it. It is dammed up and not flowing the way that you want it to. It is our job today with my special guests to help your paper flow begin to flow and to create structures of organization within your business and your personal life that allow you to meet your needs and your clients' needs more efficiently and effectively. Our guest today is Kathy Burns. Kathy is a board-certified professional organizer and the founder of Organized and Energized and Add Space to Your Life. She has a couple books. Her book, How to Master Your Muck, helps readers get organized and add space to their lives so that they can realize their dreams with less effort. Kathy has been published nationally in magazines such as Entrepreneur, Real Simple, Better Homes and Gardens. She's also been featured on Good Morning America. And she writes extensively on the subject of getting organized. And she's bringing that expertise to us today to help us get out of our muck, get unstuck from the things that make us scattered, overwhelmed, and inefficient. Now, I acknowledge when I was talking with Kathy, there were several things that she said that I knew I was completely falling in the trap of doing what I wasn't supposed to do. This interview was helpful for me, and I'm eager to share it with you, so I won't make you wait any longer. Let's go to our interview with Kathy Burns. I want to welcome Kathy Burns to the show. Kathy, thanks for coming to the Star Coach Show today. Oh, thank you, Meg. I really appreciate it. Well, you know, we focus on strategies, tools, and resources, which is our acronym and, and what we try to do each and every week. And Kathy's specialty is certainly both tools and strategies that we need to be able to stay on top of our businesses as coaches. So Kathy, as I'm sure you know, many of our listeners are entrepreneurs. Those that aren't may very well be doing something nine to five and trying to juggle some coaching after hours, or they're internal coaches and they have like 52 hats to wear during the day of which coaching is one of their hats. So I cannot think of anybody listening to the show today who isn't going to get value from what you're going to share with us, which is really trying to help us get our lives organized and focused through your specialty. Can you tell us a little bit about what brought you into what you do? Ah, that's a very good question. So throughout my life, I've been a serial entrepreneur. And I've done many things and many things were just like to make money, you know, how could I do it get on the money wagon, that kind of thing. And we had a successful publishing industry publishing business in Florida. And at 9-11, took a big dump because we were in the tourism industry. And what that did was that it was a blessing in disguise because after we got to the point, we ended up having a printing plant and we're like, what are we doing here? You know, we, we kind of got rid of our creativity and went into manufacturing. And that was my husband and I, and we didn't really like it. And 9-11 to us, ended up being one of the best things that's happened to our business because we basically lost it. 
And that allowed us to have the space to create something new. And that's specifically why I named my company Add Space to Your Life, because I, without, without the space of having kind of a void of a reinvention space, I would not have figured this out. So I did a lot of testing, as, as many of you have done probably as coaches, you're kind of figuring out what are my strengths, what are my skills, what are my passions? And I actually had a year off. My husband said, okay, if you want to figure out what you want to do when you grow up, I'll give you a year, I'll take a job working for the man, and you can reinvent yourself. So with wow. that, space, what, isn't that what, cool? What a great partnership. And I just Ooh. also have to say that the way that you took, I'm sure at the time, it didn't feel like the opportunity that time gave it to feel like, but what a great story about perspective and being able to take something that felt, I'm sure, devastating at the time and turn it into exactly where you felt like you needed to be. Yes. And because I had the time off, see, I've been working since I was 16, worked my way through college, so on and so forth. We all do this, right? Yes. But I never had the vacuum of not having to work ever. And so having that space really gave me the opportunity to assess, reinvent, and figure out what I should be doing when I grow up, right? Because I've been saying that my whole life. I don't know what I should be when I grow up. And having that time really helped me identify that I love change. (laughs) Ha ha, go figure. I had 13 careers and didn't really understand that. (laughs) So So when you need a change, you just changed your career. Exactly. And I love it. But what I realize is that a lot of people are scared of change and they're in fear and they're like, they don't like change. So I figured that that was a strength that I could take forward and help people move through change with grace and with ease. And as a professional organizer and stylist, that's basically what I do. They think it's about the clutter. They think it's about the muck. They think it's about things they're clearing, but really It's about the adding space so that they can move forward in a life of freedom and figure out what they really want to do with their life as they grow up, so to speak. Excellent. So you talk about working with, or I know that much of your audience and and your your ideal client would be business owners. And what do you see as some of the consistent challenges that face business owners that falls in your specialty? Well, you know, mainly it's a lack of systems. From a very elementary perspective, it's mainly papers. Papers get us all stuck. And the majority of the entrepreneurs and business owners and even CEOs, executives, corporations, they have paper piles everywhere. And paper piles are something that will stop you from being productive. So because of that, I actually became a paper flow specialist and got certified in how to make papers flow in and out of people's lives. And I I think that's, you know, lack of systems, but most importantly, a lack of system for corralling, trafficking your paper is the number one culprit that I see as a stumbling block. So as coaches, we often, we have client records and we have, many of us are teachers or are facilitating different workshops or authors or any. So all these things are multiplying papers in my head. When you have, when you're advising somebody who has all these different hats that they wear in their lives, how does that work with this whole concept of both foundations and paper flow? Okay, well, the number one thing when you have a piece of paper or papers enter our life all the time, like you say, and we have multiple, maybe we have our clients that we 
work with. We have the projects that we're working on. We have things that other people want to do, right? So the number one thing is you want a place for the papers to land when they enter your life. Most importantly, you want a place for them to live while you need them. And then the super duper thing is an exit strategy. You need a way for these papers to get gone once you no longer need them. Now, the typical filing system is papers leave in the sense that they go into a file drawer and 80% of those papers never see the light of day again. So that's not really an exit strategy as such. (laughs) Because they're not exited. They're somewhere in your space. Yeah, yeah. And, and and like I have a couple of corporations, uh, one I can think of distinctly, they just kept adding four-door file cabinets. And they're like, oh, no, we need some more file cabinets. <laughs> like, not necessarily. You might need to see what's in the file cabinets to see if you even need them. So the idea is, let's just go very practical. Say you have a book that you're working on, which is a lot of paper, and say that you have clients that you're working on, and that's other paper. What you want to do is you want to not have piles you want to have files. Now, I'm sure you've heard of this over and over, right? But it's, it's catchy and it, it's good to hear. <laughs> piles, not files, because piles, unless you're a professional piler, which I, I have met a few who actually, you know, they can have piles all over their desk and find things, but generally that's not the case. You want to keep your papers that are in action vertical and, and out of piles. Having your papers vertically right there so that you can access them is very important and have them filed according to types of action that you have to take. So take, for instance, let's just go personal from a person, because this is easy for you to wrap your head around, right? So everybody's going to have personal. Yes. Yes. And actually having a stepper for your personal papers, as well as your business papers makes a lot of sense, like kind of flanking you. So from a personal perspective, papers that you have to deal with right now would be one of eight categories. It'd be a bill to pay, a call to make, something you have to data entry, an upcoming event, you know, maybe it's that wedding invitation for six weeks out or six months out. Current projects, we all have projects that we're working on personally and obviously for business. And then waiting for response. There's always something that we're waiting on somebody for something. So that's just an idea of the type of action that you would take with your personal papers. Now, when it comes to writing a book or maybe working with clients, you have a very similar thing. You know, what types of action are you, do you have to take with each of these projects or what type of actions do you need to take with your clients? But having them not in piles will actually, because the rule of thumb from a professional organizing perspective is 60% of your desk needs to be open for business. That means no piles, basically, you know, maybe one of the stuff that you're working on. So when you talk about these vertical files, those are categories that you put them in. So you would actually like label those so that that's the slot that those kinds of things would go into. Absolutely. And like, take, for instance, you have bills to pay, calls to make, waiting, right? So you get a bill. What's great about this too, Meg, is that when you, the bills come in, you can just dump them in that file and not worry about it because you're going to, you know, you're going to hit it. Now, obviously, action is not magic. Like, they don't happen on their own. You have to work the system. (laughs) Right, right. But you have to have a system to work. Yeah. So take, for instance, you get a bill to pay and you open it up and you're like, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to have this price. You know, then you put it into calls and then you make the call and then maybe you're waiting for response. So you move it there. So things are moving in and through and then out of the action system once it's done. And that's the idea is to have a very workable system that moves. Yeah. So one of the things that I've heard, gosh, I probably heard this way back in college, which was way back, but is you should 
touch paper as few times as possible. I mean, so if you have piles and you're going through those piles all the time, then you're touching a piece of paper over and over again that you might not even be using. You're just moving it because you're looking for something else in the pile. Yes. And that's very true. And, you know, in reality, it's hard to touch it once, but let me tell you this, a pile represents one of three things, indecision, avoidance, or procrastination. So that's why the touch it once thing is coming into play, right? If, If you're just moving things around and shuffling them, you're either procrastinating on it, you're not making a decision, or you're just plain avoiding it. You know, you stick that pile somewhere else. So it's out of my face. But as entrepreneurs, and especially as women entrepreneurs, we remember all that stuff. It's all that pile is in our brain, right, right here, clogging it up. And so, our head should not be an inbox, exactly. Right. Thank you. That's a good one. <laughs> so, like uh, and I, I don't know that that's mine or if that's from somebody else, but I know that our head should not be an inbox. That's fabulous. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, certainly, touch once might not be realistic, but at least put into a fluid system where it's moving into the areas that it needs to be touched again in a productive flow rather than I so what the three again were procrastination avoidance avoidance now you got me yeah I I, I, oh, I completely procrastination avoidance and indecision indecision That's like you're right. looking at it but you're like oh, I don't know what I have to do with that, but I know I need it, right? And so oh, I know that why I couldn't remember it because that's my number one one. So I <laughs> stuck it into the back. So when people, much of the audience here might be in a place of I'm leaving corporate America or I'm leaving whatever my nine to five job has been and I'm going to put up my shingle. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. What's some advice that you have in building some of that foundational security that we need to be able to be the kinds of business owners that can be successful and not caught up in the world. Oh, I'm so glad you asked that because I work with so many small businesses and and entrepreneurs. The main thing you want to do when you're getting ready to do this is set yourself up for success. Create a home office that is like a business. So, so many people will start a business on their dining room table or they'll whatever, you know, they just kind of wing it or in bed, they'll even open up businesses, right? So what you want to do is you want to set up yourself for success and actually create an office. Even if that means a corner of the kitchen area, you want to have a desk, you want to have a computer, you want to have a file system, you know, a filing cabinet, a place to put those papers. And so it's not piles and, you know, your office supplies all around you, you know, creating the triangle of influence where all your tools are within reach. And it's hard for some people I know because they don't have the space, but you can do rolly carts. I've done that so many times, a rolly cart that comes out of the under the step closet and moves in and then boom, there's their office set up. So setting up actual an actual office in a business like manner is key not just winging it and working on a dining room table without any tools around you. Because what I'm willing to bet is that many times we're focused on, oh, I need a name for my business. Oh, I need a website. Oh, I need business cards. Oh, I bet where you're going to do the work. And if you're setting it up for productive work, it might not even be crossing the brain. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. You've got to create a workspace that helps you be productive. Absolutely. Something that's going to support you and sustain you through all the stuff that you're, that you're working with. You know, you have to have systems. And I, and the most important thing is to have a file cabinet that actually is a good file cabinet. I know, I mean, you know, a lot of my women entrepreneurs, they have the pretty boxes with the lids. 
that doesn't work because then everything gets piled on the lid and they don't file. So having an actual physical, like a bush or a dun or a decent file cabinet is huge, huge. Because you know what? Everybody says, well, I'm not going to have paper on virtual. Even the most virtual client, I have a client who lives in California. Her company's in Boston and she's in India all the time. She's so virtual, it's crazy. She still had to have a file system. So get yourself a proper file cabinet and you can get one in in an office supply store used for like a hundred bucks. So Mm -hmm. get a real deal file cabinet to start out with as well as as having your desk set up for success and systems put into place. So what other pieces of advice or tips might you give for creating the kind of flow that will hopefully lead to some success? Mm. Okay, that's a nice broad question. I yeah, can take that I can anywhere. Take it anywhere you want. This is your specialty. Let me just open up the book for you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Meg. Uh, duh, I'm brain dead. <laughs> okay, so you know, systems for success is important. I think really setting your intention on what you want your business and your life to look like is so very important. And setting that intention, knowing where you want to go will help you create the path to get there. And that's kind of from a you know, metaphysical woo-woo thing. But I think it's so very important. Set your goals and put them down and, and you know think about them all the time. And then keep everything out of your space and your life and your brain that doesn't help get you towards those goals. My big thing, I see a lot of people get stuck in busyness you know, and not getting down to business. So busyness means your inbox is crowding out your creativity. You know, an inbox, I don't know if you've realized this, but an inbox is only things that people want you to do. It's calls to action. It's reactionary. So controlling your inbox and controlling the time that you're in your inbox and checking your emails is critical for success because you know, I'm still along the line and there's so much confusion or so much debate about this. Like the Tim Ferriss saying, don't check your inbox first thing in the morning. I really think that that's something that you, that no one should do because again, it's like, Oh, let's get in my inbox. And then you're being reactionary. You're not being proactive with your business. You're going to get sidetracked, sidewomped and down the road of doing something that someone else wants you to do, as opposed to you doing what you want to do for your business. So set yourself up for success by first grounding yourself, figuring out what you want to do for the day and long term, as I mentioned at the head of this, Mm -hmm. and then and then going in and checking emails and doing stuff that other people want you to do. Another thing that I think is critical is if you have a big project, you need to block a four hour time period of uninterrupted productivity in every week in order to reach that goal. A lot of us will, oh, I'll do my project then, or I'll put my project in here. And they have a book that they've tried to write for years and years and years, and it never happened. Or they have a big project that they really wanted to accomplish in order to move forward with their success, and they didn't do it. It's because they didn't put that four-hour block of time in their week. It's And protect it. It, it becomes like negotiable time and it's not negotiable time. I was going to give you. a true confessions about the whole email thing. I can be like blocking out my time and I'm going to work on the membership site and ding, an email comes in and I get distracted. So even doing things like, you know, are your emails crossing your screen when you're working on something else and do they become bait for you to close out of what you're doing and, and follow what somebody else wants you to do? 
I true confession, I have definitely allowed myself to do that before and it's very non-productive. Turn off your dinger. Yes. <laughs> don't have that dinger on there. I have no dinger. I don't even have a dinger for my texts, which really are, you know, my husband hates that, but definitely turn off your dingers because they are just calls to action and they will sidewomp you with whatever you happen to be focusing on. So Absolutely. that's number one action step. Turn off those notifications. Yeah. They will be there when you check in. You don't need to know the second they arrive. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> they don't go away. <laughs> so I know you have a couple books around your specialty. And I love that one of your books is about heightening the awareness of the things that are mucking up your life and providing inspiration to remove them. So how do you help people heighten their awareness of the muckiness? Well, you have to see, first off, the most important thing is take a step back and see where am I right now for my goals? First off, you know, you have to have your goals, right? So where clarity, am I? Clarity, people, yes. Clarity, right? So become very clear about what you want. And then you need to look at the stumbling blocks I call it muck in my book, How to Master Your Muck, is, you know, what's the muck that's making you stuck and unable to move forward? And what I said in my book, which which is divided into chapters of all the different types of muck, like it could be email overload, it could be paper piles, it could be time management, it could be your contact database is all askew and you, or you don't even have one. So within that, you know, choose whatever you feel is making you stuck first and then work on that. Work methodically one by one. You know, I'm a Gemini, so I tend to like to go all scattered all over. So this is also a message to myself. Work one by one and very linear on clearing that type of muck that's making you stuck. And there's no specific way that you need to start or place that you need to start, which is how I have it in my book. There's Three questions at each chapter. If you resonate with those questions, that's the chapter that you probably need to look at. But follow through and be diligent about completing your task before you move forward to another task. And then you'll begin to feel success. And it's the same things we talk to our clients about. Build success. What's the smallest step that you can take to begin to get momentum? And it's so start with one thing, complete the one thing. Don't be scattered all over the place, which is another true confession that I know that I do that at times. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're all human. We all can continue. And I love shows like this where we can ground back into that and use, you know, and benefit from your wisdom, from your years of doing this and your success and helping other people be successful to really ground us in to our success measures. And in that, I know that you have a tool that you're offering to the audience to help with some of what we've been talking about. Can you share a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely. So for everybody, I'm going to give you a free training and it's called Six Steps to Organize and Create Your Amazing Home Office. And it basically will help you create the home office that's going to sustain you and support you throughout your life as an entrepreneur. And even if you don't have a home office and you have an office outside, it's the same exact thing, you know, setting up the system so that it'll work for you. And that's free, free video training for everybody. That is so kind of you. I know that I need that. And I'm quite certain that that other people would need that as well. And you also, what are some of the things that you do when you work with clients? What are some of the things that you offer in your business? I want people to get to know you a little bit about what you're 
all about when you work with people? Sure, sure. Well, I'm a board certified professional organizer and image consultant. So what that means, and, and being a serial entrepreneur for years, I have a lot of little tricks in my kitty, so to speak, of whatever people might need. But it all starts with, I work one-on-one with clients, either in their space or via Skype. I do Skype teleconsulting. And it's mainly about seeing where they're stuck and then helping them remove the blocks towards that. And oftentimes, it's funny, it's about the physical manifestation of clutter oftentimes that they need to really work on, you know, creating that environment, the Zen environment where they can focus and actually work on their business. So a lot of time it's about clearing the stuff, creating the systems, like maybe getting ready, you know, clearing the stuff includes the paper files, clearing the muck could be the email overload. They have 3,612 emails that they haven't looked at that's right there in their brain. So it was actually helping them eliminate the stuff that is distracting so that they can get down to business and focus on their true calling. Because as entrepreneurs, especially people who are emerging from a corporate environment and then creating their own business, they'll find that they have so many things zooming at them and so many output things that they need in order to launch that it's hard to keep the focus of what's the next step, what's the next step. So I help them really clarify the steps that they should take to move forward. And a lot of that is eliminating stuff. And a lot of that is also creating systems. And then the following up to make sure that, you know, from a time management perspective, they're bucketing their different tasks into different time time frames. They're actually creating that four-hour block and sticking to it. Oftentimes, it's also about, hey, let's, you know, why aren't you doing date night? We need date night, you know? So, so creating that work-life balance within a time management schedule as, as well is very important. And um, as you know, as an entrepreneur and as, as new and actually seasoned entrepreneurs, oftentimes we don't set up a time management schedule. We just womps at us and we don't even know what we should have be doing. So if you know what you should be doing, you know what you didn't do. And that's the most important thing is to know what got sidetracked so that you can come back around to it. But without having that preceded notion and preconceived notion and, and set of a time management schedule, as I tell my people, if you don't know what you were supposed to do, you didn't know what you didn't do. And you right. know, there's no way to go back. Well, and, and there's just- also no way if you don't have that clarity, if you have an hour on your schedule and you're spending 30 minutes of that hour trying to figure out what you should do with that hour, you're now down to 30 minutes. I mean, if you have clarity, you can actually plug some things in and do some things. I love it. And, you know, another thing about that, that that's something that you should all do, or, you know, don't want to should you, but something yeah, that no shooting on each other. Yes. No shooting on each other, but something that will very much serve you is to have a wrap up at the end of each week and an intro at the beginning of each week, setting your intention for the week before it starts is huge. And wrapping at the end of the week is huge. So when we do, when I do a time management schedule with my clients is generally the intro is either Sunday night or Monday morning and the wrap is usually Friday or Saturday. So because you have to set your intention for what you want to do at the head and you need to see what you did or didn't do at the end so that again, it comes right back around full circle to what you should do, what you didn't do and having that. So when you have that hour, you're like, oh yeah, I need to catch up with that thing that I didn't do last week. Right. So when you do your intention for the week, how specific is that usually? Can you give an example of what an intention might look like and what a wrap up might look like? 
It's very intentional. It, it mainly comes around to the big project. Like, okay, because moving the ball down the court makes us feel more successful, brings us more success. And I think it's really the, the critical, it's a thing. It's like, I didn't do it. I didn't know, you know, that the, the big thing. So having intention of what you're going to achieve for that big ticket item for yourself, huge. Also having buckets of the week. So take, for instance, you're going to do a networking event on Tuesday. So mm-hmm. kind of having it set up, is this an in day, an out day? Is this a big brain project? Is this a seeing people project? Is this a client day? Having that at the beginning of the week and knowing what days those are, things are going to happen is going to help you a lot. Uh, and then what about a wrap up? What would the wrap up at the end of the week look like? Ah, wrap up is okay. So you had your intention and hopefully it's in writing and you wrote down what you were supposed to do. You had your little checklist, right? I'm going to do this, 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 this. At the end of the week, you're going to actually go back to that, cross things off, which feels fabulous. Love that. Yes. Love the crossing things off. And then, and then actually wrapping and seeing, okay, adding it into the next week, the things that you didn't do. Again, having that overall, I call it umbrella of each week and umbrella of each day, having that intention of each day of the week consistent is going to help you bucket the things in that you want to do. You'll know this is my client day. This is my admin day. This is my project day. This is my so on and so forth day. So having the umbrella of your intention of each day of the week is going to help you know where to bucket things. Excellent. And wrapping it, knowing what you didn't do full circle back around to the the intention of the week, adding it to it, crossing things off over there. That's going to just really keep so much fun. Yes. Yeah. Keep your eye on the ball. Yes. Keep your eye on the prize. Well, Kathy, thank you for coming and helping us all keep our eye on the ball because we certainly, sometimes I think don't give the attention to this and then end up giving so much energy and focus to being scattered it's like a drain out the back end, you know, just a drain that we're not even paying attention to. And what could we actually do if we harnessed some of that in a productive way by following some of the tips and strategies that you've given us today? So very helpful. As opposed to reactive. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, I so appreciate it. And I wish you all great success. Just create some systems and you will rock it. Okay, now before you all go rushing off to start implementing some of the tips and strategies that Kathy shared with us, remember to download your free training Six Steps to Organize and Simplify Your Amazing Home Office. You can get the link for that on starcoachshow.com on the resource page and also learn more about Kathy and her books on our resource page at starcoachshow.com. In addition, you're going to want to be certain to sign up for the book giveaway on our contact page. Our current book is Jungle, A Journey to Peace, Purpose, and Freedom by Cindy Henson, our episode 81 guest who talked to us about coaching through overwhelm. So once again, 
Thanks for being a part of the show this week. It is a pleasure to bring these guests to you each week. I'm excited about some upcoming shows. We have so many amazing guests coming to the show over the next couple months, talking about things like SEO and group and team coaching, the path to getting to an MCC. We have an attorney coming to talk about what we need to be thinking about as small business owners and a master certified coach who is an expert in creating clear coaching agreements. And I know that that can be a struggle sometimes. So this and many, many more guests are coming and I can't wait to bring them to you. So until then... I hope you have a fabulous week. This is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye.